0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Flamenco Attitude. This is the podcast that brings you all things flamenco and for over now two and a half seasons, we have been bringing you various topics such as flamenco attire, different singers that have influenced the genre a lot in many different ways a special on the amazing Paco de Lucia as well uh, which continues to be our most listened to date episode and we really 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 need to thank you because every single episode we make with a lot of love and research to it but you know some of them are more special than others obviously so thank you for this We also need to thank you again, our listeners. We promise that every single episode, we're going to give special thanks to a couple of countries where we see, you know, an increasing interest in the podcast from our analytics. And today we have to give special thanks to Italy and India. We have just notice that so many listeners from these countries are joining every single time. Uh, so again, Italy and India, thank you for listening. And also thank you to everyone else We're going to mention you as we go along. Before we dive into the topic of today, um, we also want to say you can now send us your questions and comments for our september q a special so once again in september we're going to do a QA special where we invite you to send your questions and comments about the podcast or flamenco of course we will actually prefer to see more flamenco questions in general rather than podcast but you're welcome to send anything you can uh, get in touch with us via twitter so you can tweet us at flamenco pod or you can email us culturepodcasts at gmail.com. Now, we have been obviously talking so much in every single episode that we've had about different flamenco genres. We have already mentioned a lot of tangos, bulerias, soleas, what does that actually mean i mean when i started exploring flamenco for example to me it all sound, sounded the same i couldn't make it i couldn't differentiate between these genres but they are very intricate and very important subgenres of the actual whole flamenco genre well today we're going to explore with marcos he's really the expert on this we're going to explore what these genres are how they're different and actually some of them are very specialist so you can't play them or sing them or dance to them on any occasion there some of them are just very very niche so i hope you enjoy it today's episode is on flamenco genres
1: well i mean the interesting thing is you, you explained it very well there because for many people outside the art flamenco is flamenco it's just it's all it's all the same it
0: was to me yeah. i have to and admit that's perfectly it understandable. Yeah, yeah.
1: and for the people that start to get into flamenco and start to learn it um it's quite a challenge because uh, one of the great things particularly as flamenco has changed so much and become even more modern identifying what the what we call the palos are or the cantis can be extremely difficult um hundred years ago it would be more simple but uh, it's, it's much harder now but the principal thing we've got to say to ourselves is flamenco is song so everything to do with these palos comes from song and we can talk about how they relate to uh, the guitar or to the dance that's another aspect but essentially they're all about singing now I wouldn't like to say exactly how many. Uh, at one time in my career, I could play them all, accompany them all. Uh, there's a good fifty, at least, possibly more. I've never, I've never we'll, added them all up. One
0: day we'll do a challenge with yes, you. Ha- okay. <laughs>
1: I'll try and add them all up. But yeah. you know, you said you can't do them certain ones at, at certain times. And you know, a good example of that is um, in Holy Week. That's the only time, obviously, you can do sayeta because you know you wouldn't do. Songs singing to the Virgin and all of that outside of Holy Week. And, and
0: obviously we're going to explore these, but before we dive into the yeah, yeah. specifics, you call palos the actual subgenre. Yeah, yeah, well, like a, a palo is
1: a stick. You know, yeah. so, so so you say, you know, uh, how many palos can you play? And the palo a uh, solia would be a palo. They, these are all. So it refers to the song and also to to the rhythm. And don't forget that. Some of these uh, parlos are suitable to be accompanied by the guitar, the majority, but some of them are only sung without any accompaniment, just on their own. The tornats, they're just without any accompaniment at all. Then you get things like uh, faruka, which is mainly for, uh, for dancing you know that's one that's particularly used for 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 dancers you know so it's it's a very complex subject that we'll try and untangle a little bit But,
0: but you know what? I think it's a good thing that we're trying because take someone like me for example I've known you for I want to say about eight years or so coming up to 10 years and we've been talking about flamenco a lot before you started explaining to me that there are different genres to me it didn't make a difference. No. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you you're playing a song to me and I wouldn't be able to tell you what's the difference between one and the other. Obviously some songs are more rhythmical, others are more, you know, slow, paced yeah. And some know. have
1: no rhythm at all. And
0: some have no rhythm at all. So to me I just wouldn't be able to tell you anything. To me it was flamenco and that's it. But um it's interesting for me to know how these genres came about because you mentioned that, in in previous episodes as well, um, different places in Andalusia are usually associated with a specific yeah, yeah, genre.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's go through them. Because if you t- take it back to the origins, the singers probably in those days didn't sing uh, all of the cantors. I mean, they I, just sang the ones from their, their, it, their exactly. province. Exactly. I
0: don't think people gathered around and somebody said, oh, now I'm going to sing to exactly. you. Yeah. Angle. yeah,
1: and actually, even to this day, um, singers tend to concentrate on particular palos. Why is that? Uh, well, because you, you have to be you have to be Camarón to be able to do them all. Right.
0: Now he's about kind of the, expecting this. He's sense. about
1: yeah. the only artist who has recorded
0: has he e- recorded every single e-
1: every single one? Yeah, every, at least what? Yes, at least one example of every single one. Mm. Yeah, so he's even done. The, the flamenco Christmas song. Oh, so,
0: You've
1: played it to me on <laughs> yes. a couple of Christmas. So there's nothing. else. So let's have a look at the provinces and think about yeah. it. So if we look at Cadiz province, which is where one you of, just came from, well, I just yeah. came from, and, and obviously I've been accompanying singers and, and all kinds of things. Um, there, it's most famous for the alegrias, yeah. and of course, alegria is like you know happiness D- does and it the tangier. That has
0: something to do with allegro.
1: Yeah, being ha- happy. Yeah. yeah, and as you know, when you hear an alegrias it is very, very happy, yeah? Very, very happy style, and it reflects the, the people of Cadiz. And the other big one from, from Cadiz is the Tanguil. Now, the Tanguil is a very... A little com- tango? Well, it's, it's, it, it's awesome. different yeah. to the tangos. It's yeah. a much more tricky rhythm. Yeah, um, and it's... Uh, it, years and years ago, when I was very young, it was played in a more simplistic way, but as time has gone on, it's become quite a complex rhythm. It, it's still the same rhythm, but it's play, interpreted in a more complex fashion. So, there you've got in, in, in Cadiz, you've got you know, your Allegrias and, and your Tangier. Now, if you move to somewhere like Seville, that's where you're going to get the Solia. The Solia, which is seen as, as, as is the, the mother of flamenco. Well, in a way, it's a 12 beat structure like the Allegrias, but it's, pay, it's played in a more serious key. Whereas the Alegrius is often played in, in E or A, in a major key. The Soliá is played in, in the Phrygian mode, so it's completely different.
0: And is that the genre that you would usually... I want to say, when an artist starts to perform, is this yeah. the genre that they would go for usually? I, I've
1: come back from, from Morong and Jimena, and I've been accompanying singers, and most of the time we've just done Soliá. Yeah. Uh, and obviously we've ended up with a little bit of yes but, but that wouldn't, you wouldn't say
0: that this is the easiest one to
1: do no it's um, it, and there are, you see the problem with it is there are different types of solear, mm-hmm. so the solear de Alcalá or within the solear, there's another type of solear, solear por medio which is played more in the medio position in, in, in A and that is kind of getting close to a bouleria, but it's not a buleria and if we're going to talk about the buleria, then we've got to go to uh, Jerez and, and discover how the bulerias evolved there. Yeah. So if we go back a long time ago, these rhythms would have, um, or would have been set in the provinces where they came from. So obviously an obvious one would be from Malaga province. You're going to get Malagueña, Verdialis. Uh, from Granada, you're going to get Granaina you know, obviously they take their names from from, from the provinces. Um, but as pi- singers became sort of professional and you got this move to what were called the Café Cantantes, these were the sort of clubs uh, where people could go and watch professional artists, the artists started learning all of the styles, well, not all of them, but more, ones that weren't actually from the provinces they came because they needed a repertoire. To, to perform to the public um, and, and then of course we should really reflect that where did these palos come from they came from originally from the forges uh, of the gypsy people where they knocked out the iron so the rhythms the essential rhythms of the cigarias the five beat rhythm would be knocked out with a, with a hammer on an anvil and then the, they would sing unaccompanied and then the, these things evolve into the other styles the soliar and the buleria But, and of course, I know what you're going to ask you now, what about all these other lighter styles that that don't seem to fit this pattern?
0: Well, I would ask you, and you know uh, why I would ask you? uh, Actually, it's interesting and it's good that you explain the rhythms and you explain the different things because some of our listeners, I know that because I've spoken to them on various platforms, are actually flamenco players. So uh, for somebody like me, it's more interesting to hear about let's say, the background, but for somebody who actually plays and performs for it will be interesting to hear about, as you said, the different keys, yeah. the different rhythms, yeah. so it's good. And, yes, I am asking you the question that you asked yourself, essentially, so <laughs> answer yourself. Well, you're, you're the better one in the yeah. conversation, oh, okay. so you might as well ask all the. Questions. Well
1: Well, it's interesting you say they're the keys, because yeah. if we go back before... Paco de Lucía, yeah. the keys were, were fairly straightforward, but once Paco came along, yeah. you've got it, it goes to another level. Yeah, so we start playing the boleros in a totally different key. To what it used to be played in and he revolutionized the keys and so you've got a question where obviously the rhythms remain the same but they are interpreted in a more complex way but then the whole sound of flamenco changes once paco gets hold of it and brings in different chordings but i mean i think what we should sort of talk about is um we've talked about the hardcore stuff I, I
0: yeah? Sh- yeah, well I w- there is one yeah. thing i wanted to ask you well there are a couple of things i want to ask you but an interesting genre, and I think this is not one of Freddie, your wife's favorite, uh, the tango Yeah. and the fandango. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about these two because uh, the tango, as we know it in pop culture, is yeah. a very... Famous genre. Is it different to, let's say, the Argentinian tango? Yes, it's that completely we hear?
1: different. The Argentinian ta- tango is completely different to the okay. flamenco one. The, the flamenco tango, it, 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 uh, essentially, it's like rumba. It goes in and it can be interpreted in a way in, in a 4 4. It's, a, it's a quite a straightforward rhythm, but you do very interesting things on the off beat. But then you brought in another sort of curveball yeah. because you started talking about fandango. Now, if we talk about fandango, we then got to talk about, are we talking about the province of Huelva, where the fandango, the comes well, from, four. was born, which has, a, 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 again, a 12-beat rhythm? Or are we talking about the fandangos grandis, which is the ones that you were saying don't have any rhythm, and they're, 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 they're like sung as verses, and they're a completely different animal altogether? So and of course within the fandangos, you've got all the other subgenres you've got things like the tarantas which is the, my favorite yeah. we're going to
0: talk about I mean I'm not going to obviously budge, in, yeah. but I want to talk about the tarantas at some point Yeah
1: because then you're heading into once you get into that and minera obviously the name gives it away you're you're, you're heading into into mining country and 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 the, and the songs will often be about mining accidents but um what I wanted to mention is yeah. you, you've got a lot of the stuff that I used to play when I was much younger, which I don't really play much now, is the what they call the cantes de ida y vuelta. You know, the going and the coming and back of all the things that were brought from America yeah. when when the sailors of Andalusia went across, um, you know, and so they brought back and put into the flamenco colombianas. So you can tell that where that comes from, of Colombia, yeah, guajira, yeah. which obviously comes from Cuba, and so these things exist in those countries but once they're absorbed into flamenco, it's a bit like the Argentinian tango. They don't. They're not. But, they're not the same, you know.
0: Yes, I mean, obviously, we would like to also say hello to our listeners in Argentina and Colombia. We don't have yeah. listeners from Cuba, Cuba yet, but yeah. we just want to say, uh, get in touch with comments. Yeah. I mean, you you may well hear those uh, genres performed in your country. So get in touch and tell us. You know, what do you think? How you know how it is performed over in uh, Colombia and Argentina? Would be happy to hear that. So. Yeah.
1: I mean, you were talking about the yeah, I but I, it's a.
0: Ve- Do you know I like it? It's a very moody, yeah. to me, genre. It's kind of a darker flamenco. It's not a typical, oh, let's uh, get together and have a nice no, flamenco it's party. it's very
1: sombre, <laughs> isn't
0: it? It's very sombre. Yeah. Does Does the name come from Spider or something?
1: No, I don't think no. so, no. It's but like but, but, but what is interesting about it is what would be great for you, that, that you can go to, to a competition the the best singer, and you you'd love it then, because then you could have th- three days of about five hours every I evening, would love of that. only to Taranto, yes. yes, and I all the different that. artists doing that.
0: Yeah? yeah,
1: is it a difficult genre? It, so it, genre. it is difficult, and, it, and it, it is in a way, fandango, but but in a different way. You know, this is the problem with all of this that people could say, oh, he's singing tar- Tarantas and then people go, oh no 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 no, no. he's doing Minera. And there's all this sort of complex way of, of interpreting what people are doing, you know, and, <clears throat> and that's why uh, my 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 trip that I've just come back from it's it's quite difficult because you're you're playing for people that you haven't ever met before or work with.
0: What's the difference between playing for people who have you haven't met before and people who let, let's say you play for me, somebody you have known, yeah. um, and I still don't appreciate it and then you play for somebody who you just met but really knows his stuff well
1: so you say i haven't met you before so i say, right, Well, what are we going to start with and you'll say Soli-a. so i start playing and then you go oh no 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 i i want i meant media. okay so i change into that then you say oh no 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 i want the capo the sahia you know this does the pitch i want it at number four so you, you then have to adjust. I maybe had it on a number three, and you need you want it at, at one higher pitch. Yeah. So we do that. Then we go into the next piece, and then you and then you say, oh no 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 no. When when I do cigarettes, I do it at number two. So you have to. So and so unless you know these things.
0: Yeah, but that, that, that's what I meant to say. I mean, as a, as a as an audience member, as a listener. Yeah. You yeah, know, not everyone would get it. No, but I I, what I
1: do find interesting is that sometimes I go to concerts with people uh, that know quite a lot about flamenco, you know, and they you know, and then they'll say to me, "Marcos, is is this is this or is this, you know?" So it, would you would you actually <laughs>
0: educate people
1: on that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know, sometimes I can find it difficult because, uh, particularly with the most recent records, you know, with what what people are doing with flamenco, you have to really. The, I think the trick is um you've got to listen to the rhythm not the tone so many many years ago with a a great guitarist that i worked with david shepherd um we took the Taranta's tone Mm. but we were actually playing bulerias and so many people probably thought we were doing tarantus but they should have listened to that we were actually playing a rhythm Mm, yeah yeah. so uh, but because this is what post uh, Paco de Lucia, Loli Montoya, all of this kind of thing, the whole thing has become far more complicated to what it would have been 50, 100 years ago. It would have been really straightforward, but it's not. Fair.
0: And in artists, because you do meet a lot of younger artists yeah. uh, and know an awful lot of younger artists, yeah. would you say that they're going now for maybe one or two specific genres and kind of not go for the rest of them? Yeah, what, a, what is a most l- a lot popular of spe- now?
1: Um. I think tangos, you mentioned it's it's, is, is very popular. <laughs> well, and, yeah. bu- and buleria, if you can do it, you know. I mean, if you take an artist like Capullo de Jerez, he tends to do mainly buleria. You know, that's his big thing. Um, somebody like Chocolati, who, who uh, you know used to do um, mainly fandango, but the, the, not the fandango of the world for the, the series, the fandango grandes. that was his his bag, you know. And that fandango is almost like poetry because you have these lines it switches over twice and then you have the punch line at the end you know and then in between the guitarist can play something that has a little bit of rhythm and then you go back into the fandango grandi.
0: yeah
1: it's a i don't know you know it's a it's a very difficult thing but i'll throw you a curveball you do get styles like rondenia, which are yeah from ronda yeah and that was in that's a style that's played on the guitar where the guitar is tuned retunes to a, a lower uh, d and a, an f sharp and it's kind of like a lute tuning and that was specialized by a guitarists a very famous guitarist ramon montoya and that's become a, a thing that is played solo on the guitar but this is the, the punchline from these tones has come a style invented, we believe, by Cameroon himself, canastera. Oh,
0: basket, from the yeah, baskets, which basket course, weaving. Yeah,
1: which of course his mother was, yeah. the, and uh, so he is, And in a way you could say, oh, is it, is it a kind of, well, I mean, it's very hard to explain actually what canastera is, but that's another one which you might not find necessarily in the books because uh, Cameron invented that himself, you know.
0: Yeah. How does a place invent or influence a genre? So, for example, you told me, we have a rondera from Mm -hmm. Ronda. Yes. How does a a genre capture the rhythm of the place? Because are you talking about, let's say, you know, I haven't listened to, I don't think, any ronderas, but are we talking about a faster-paced genre, just like the place, or a more kind of
1: toned down yeah t- Well, yeah. I, c- I can explain it easy. if you go to, to, to Ronda and that area you're in the, the Serenia de Ronda mountainous range yeah. and, and it was famous for uh, bandits and all like that yeah. so the style that comes from there is very melancholy yeah yeah whereas when you look at the forges you get the, the rhythm I mean, the soliart, yeah. and up, does that make sense to you yeah, yeah.
0: in a way yeah yeah um, now, now there's
1: one that I'd like to tell you about that. Um, it, it's called petanera and this one is considered um, quite unlucky to to perform. Why is that? Well, it relates to, to part of the song that goes with it, and it's I don't know. People are reluctant to perform it.
0: But what happened? I mean, at some point, something has happened to, for it to yeah. get a, a, a reputation. I well, uh,
1: let's say an unfortunate thing has no, happened.
0: <laughs> You, know, you always say everything and nothing in the same time, well,
1: okay. Well. And also, another thing we haven't mentioned is, of course, there's is even a song in flamenco for prisons. Yeah. Prison is castle, so you've got carceleros, And they're very, 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 very striking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or, oh, you know, it's somebody singing because they've been put in prison.
0: Are there official records of that type of yes. music? Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. And then uh, to match that, to cheer you up a bit, uh, one that I had to play for, for somebody's wedding is the Alborear. Borear. And so this is a thing that, again, you said certain ones are only played at certain occasions. Well, yeah, I was, I
0: was going to ask then for the specific occasional songs, uh, like Christmas, weddings, and even funerals we have.
1: Yeah, funerals yeah. would be the, the tornas, cigarias. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Campanina for, for the Christ, flamenco Christmas song. Or Zambomba in in Jerez, which is only played, and that is televised all over Spain, when they do that on on Christmas Eve and things like that, you know. It's quite a special thing. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, you you wouldn't play that in the summer, let's put it that way. Yeah. But um, my my, my original maestro, when he came to England, he, he did, he said, and now... Flamenco Christmas song, even when it wasn't... That's because
0: I don't think he would do it uh, back where he is from. He did it for the people to kind of have a, you know, a taste of it. Um, How different uh, are these typical genres for typical... So let's say Christmas, you know. How different are they from the pop Christmas songs that we know?
1: Um, Very different. Right. I mean, you've heard the one that that Camarón does, and they have all very atmospheric uh, sounds in the background to make it sound very Christmassy. Uh, But again, you see, Camarón, he only ever recorded that once.
0: Samples. Yeah, but my question, I suppose, was, um, do we have um, it's bells? It's not like jingle bells. Well, exactly, there are there are,
1: <laughs> there are sounds like that in the background, but it's nothing like jingle bells. And do they bells. talk
0: about uh, presents and all
1: that? No, it's about the, the, the shepherds.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So it's we're, about, we're talking going about going to
1: Belen, going to, Be- to Bethlehem, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, then the wedding ones.
1: The Wedding ones are, are, are very, um, they're talking about the bride and, and, and they're, they're very interesting actually because I had to play it on the guitar but you've already uh, seen uh, in Blood Wedding that when they, when they sing it in that they don't have any guitars and they have the anise bottle and they just scrape it you know with, with a stick to create the rhythm.
0: Yeah, well this is a nice little uh, talk-up we can do then because we have um, prepared for you and will record an episode on flamenco cinema. We're actually really excited about that. So this is coming up and we're going to talk about one of the iconic flamenco films, Blood Wedding. So this is just a talk-up. You know, stay tuned, coming soon.
1: Well, I think we should end on really reflecting that if you really want to get into flamenco, you have to start with the mother, and that is the soleá. And I tend to, every time I pick up the guitar, before I get into any of the other styles, I play a falsetta, that's a little variation straight away, of the soleá.
0: Give me an example of then a good soleá that we can um, oh, include for people. you
1: put me on the spot there. <laughs> well,
0: you know that we have to have well, some music I, in this podcast, I, I uh, go, for our Spotify listeners, of course.
1: Um, I would go for any one anyone by, by Tomatito.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Isolea by Tomatito, And they're really top-notch.
1: You, you can't get better. I mean, Mr. Tomate, he's the master.
0: I hope you enjoyed our episode on flamenco genres. Very, very different, I think, from everything that we've done so far because it was full of information on the different sub-genres that flamenco has and some... I would say, more intricate and educational elements. But still, um, I feel that it was important for us to do this because, as we have promised, we're bringing you all things flamenco. Now, uh, just as a reminder, um, if you would like to send us any questions and comments for our Q&A session in September, details for which we will give you as we go along in terms of a date and which episode that would be, um, please use Twitter. Tweet us at flamencopod, or you can send us an email culturepodcasts at gmail.com. Information will be included in the description, so you can choose which one you would prefer to use. Until the next time, whether you listen to, play, or learn about flamenco, remember to always follow the beat.